Hello and welcome to the Americano podcast, a series of discussions about American politics and the Trump presidency for the New Spectator USA website. I'm joined today by Barbara Boland, who is a journalist based in Washington and a new contributor to Spectator USA. She's just written a piece about the outbreak of measles in America. Now, Barbara, this is quite surprising. I mean, measles had seemingly been conquered in 2000 in America. And it's, it's quite unusual in a developed country for diseases to reemerge like this. Why do you think it is? You know, it's interesting. You have this confluence of events. There was a big push in the late 2000s, around 2013, by an actress, Jenny McCarthy, where she was sort of connecting autism with the MMR vaccine. And part of the reason that she did that was based on a study which has been discredited. But the movement really took off with a lot of moms, a lot of internet research that was happening. A lot of people saying, well, we've had all these people getting diagnosed with autism. We didn't have that 10 years ago. Why are we seeing that? And we're also, coincidentally, now vaccinating everyone with MMR. Mm. What people didn't seem to grasp was those two things aren't necessarily connected. And they didn't also understand that people used to actually die from measles with you know, in the 60s and 70s, even up until the 80s, there were two and a half million children dying from measles in the U.S. Instead, they said measles was not really that bad. Yes. And but do you know anybody who died from measles? They said stuff like this. And it's like, well, we don't know people who die from measles anymore because of herd immunity, because so many people had been vaccinated. We'd almost, well, we had wiped it out in 2000. But And also, I mean, there were, the, the academic debate, we had it in Britain too about autism, was fairly comprehensively debunked. And yet, what's, what, as you allude to in your piece, what's interesting now is that it doesn't matter how effectively or thoroughly something is, is debunked. People persist in believing in these links or they think it's a conspiracy. I mean, is this part of sort of our post-truth age? It seems like everyone feels entitled to their own sets of beliefs based on their own sets of sources. And they even take science and and research-backed studies that are funded by government, like the CDC, and they say, see, you can't believe that. That's the government. Mm. They they want, and they, they, they indulge in very bizarre conspiracies that say things like the government wants people to have to fund pharmaceutical companies or that they are somehow invested in having people be immunized. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. And where it really truly falls apart, and it, it's quite scary, is that they don't understand the, the what's something I talk about in my piece, which is the difference between causation and correlation. In other words, just because we have two phenomenon, MMR vaccines, people being vaccinated, and then autism, it doesn't mean that there's any connection between these two things at all. And you put that down to a sort of Americans are getting dumber in terms of science and maths. Is that what you put that? They really don't grasp this. And you can see it in, in several areas. And, and one of them is actually how frequently science-based research is misreported in the media. You'll just see journalists take a 
a study and then they extrapolate wildly from what the study or the science says and then they come up with some other thing. And mm. unfortunately, we really, as a society, are moving towards this. I have my facts. I have my things that I want to believe and I'll find my my blogs, my, you know, places I like to read and the celebrities I like to follow to say what I believe anyway. And then they, uh, I would think that education is the answer to this because if you understand the math and science behind what people are saying, you should, un you should be able to adjust your thinking. But it's quite an American sort of spirit isn't it to you know to think the government is 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 lying to you and and to not trust them well I what's mean, odd about that is that we didn't really we were not a conspiratorial society 10 years ago 10 years ago almost no one thought that 9-11 was faked by the government for instance which now over half people believe these things they believe them also really strangely because there's youtube videos out there that put together again I mean, a lot of people now also think the moon landing was faked, mm. and they think that the government was behind the JFK assassination. So the more these types of things, it was once the case uh, 10 years ago that France, a lot of the French people believed stuff like that the government, and, and it was considered to be a French thing, I guess, that maybe they don't trust their government. But yeah. that's where we are now. We don't trust the government. We don't really trust media sources, perhaps for good reasons. But this lack of trust and inability to sort of parse the the research and also what's being presented, like, does this have fact-based sources? Yeah. Are people quoted in this story? Is this a reliable news source? Well, it's, no, it's no coincidence that this has happened with the rise of the internet, the advent <laughs> of the internet. Because, I mean, I think there's been studies that have shown while millennials are quite sceptical about what they read, people who are probably at the stage in their lives where they're having children and deciding whether to have them vaccinated may be still in, in the frame of mind where if they see information presented to them on a screen in a convincing way, they will believe it. They will think it must be true and must be... And that's where I really think that the science part is truly lacking. I mean, I've seen um, many of what's, what, what's presented, and I've seen a lot of moms arguing about it. And what is striking is that, is that they can't look at something and say, is this a link? Is this a peer-reviewed research? Or is this just somebody's blog? Is this just something that a lot of celebrity moms think? Or mm. is this something that scientists believe? Because this was really all started by a celebrity and then literally two researchers who were related, I believe it was a father and son, and their research was totally, it was actually withdrawn from the academic. Re and again, but unfortunately, the people who believe in this think that that's just more proof yes. that the government is trying to suppress the truth here. And that's where, that's how the whole anti-vaxxer movement began, right? It's, it's, uh, it starts with celebrity and then it becomes a kind of fashion almost, or, or you might even call it a cult. And, and it kind of, like, feeds on itself. Like, the fact that a lot of people don't believe it or that the scientists aren't yeah. endorsing it starts to become part of why you should believe it. Yes. Yeah. It's, the more you're told it's not true, the more you believe it. 
Yeah. Right, and then more of the mainstream media is trying to suppress the whatever. The <laughs> and how much do you think, I mean, so now we've had 43 cases, or is it? So, I like believe that. so, yeah. yeah. And that was just in, I think, Washington State and Oregon. In and Washington then, State, and it's people coming from Hawaii. I mean, are we certain this is to do with the, the anti-vaxxer movement, or are we doing, are we guilty of correlation and causation well, the areas the outbreaks have happened are areas where it's kind of, again, this intermixing of people are not vaccinating their kids, and it's not required for the kids to be in school in some areas. Now, there's other areas where if you don't vaccinate, your kids just can't go to school. So in those areas, there's a higher compliance rate, but it's not perfect. The other problem is that if enough people don't vaccinate, it becomes dangerous because there's always about 10% of people who never acquire immunity. Mm. So if you then add to that this extra group of people that's just not doing it for fashionable reasons, then yeah. the herd immunity is lost and then people do start to get sick. But do you think, I mean, do you think there may be a bigger problem here? I know you wanted to compare it to what's going on with the Democrats and mm. their kind of pie-in-the-sky economics, and <laughs> sort of quite radical socialism, which you could sort of you know, say has been scientifically proven not to work, and yet everybody seems to accept it as an interesting radical idea. Is this, is this the same phenomenon? Is it just a kind of inability to deal with truth? It feels like that from a, for a lot of reasons, and it's not just Democrats, because you have, obviously, and you have your, the celebrity phenomenon kind of with the president, he's a reality star, mm. and you have him calling things fake news that are sometimes questionable sources that leap to conclusions, but they're also sometimes just a set of facts he doesn't like. So you have that it, happening there, and you also have with, with the Democrats with their economic policy, I think they're talking about discredited tax policies, but they're also saying stuff like, you know, how about let's have a starting point of 90% taxes, and that just doesn't work from a math perspective. And it's the same thing I feel like with the vaccination debate. If you kind of understood the math and the percentages and what we're talking about, you would understand why we can have the how herd immunity works, for instance, and why it's important that people who can actually do vaccinate. Because then you also have a, a subset of the population that can't because they're too ill. They might have immune disorders. They might be, you know, children with chemo, on chemotherapy. Mm. Those people can't get the vaccines. And if other people are exposing them to measles, they'll get it. Yes. And they don't have a choice. And that's another issue that kind of brings in another thing that's out there in in our culture right now is this question of, you know, parents are making these decisions. And there's been some talk from teenagers and online where they're like, I'm concerned that I haven't been vaccinated. What can I do? Because for the most part, kids aren't able to go get a vaccine. Yeah. Their parents have to consent. So the parents are actually sort of endangering their kids but then you get into sort of an interesting parents rights in a lot of ways this this issue brings up a lot of what's kind of a cauldron of issues happening in our culture right mm -hmm. now the the issue of you know individual individual rights and parents rights versus well, their kids 
need to be healthy. Yes. And and are. And that's as why I said it's a sort of American thing, and the American yeah. spirit does lean towards the individual. Very much so. But what's interesting about vaccines and immunization is that that individual spirit that says I should be able to decide what I do with my body mm. can if enough people opt out, lead to horrible diseases springing back from, you know, the past that used to kill children. Well, because we're told that now that everything is the culture war in America and particularly, you know, political takeover of the culture war and that, you know, the way you eat, your diet, if you're a vegetarian, you're much more likely to be a Democrat, etc. <laughs> does, does the anti-vaxxer movement cut that way? I mean, I'd imagine that Almost all anti-vaxxers are Democrats, but I probably I could well be wrong. That's an interesting. It's not quite so that it, there is a kind of an intersection of of your just your people that are you know skeptical or distrustful of the government, which mm. can be you know conservatives too, and people who don't trust your traditional media sources. And again, I have plenty of sympathy for those those causes for the most part. But again, you cannot just reject things because. The majority of people agree with it simply because people agree you have to use some kind of measure of what we're evaluating and that's where the issues come in is that there's no objective standard that people are using they've rejected it's like they've rejected standards because they don't trust anything and they just have decided they're going to decide for themselves and that's where this armchair internet and, researcher comes in but also i suppose i mean on the right it would be the suspicion come they are federal vaccines are federally administered you get them right and public schools require you typically to have them in order to go so there's that and and originally there was definitely a government push to make sure that people got vaccinated that's how we got the herd immunity in the first place i know that there was an outbreak in like the i think the ultra orthodox community in new york for instance so that's some more on your right spectrum and i know that there are a lot of you know there's definitely a cross section of sort of like your hippie liberals and your homeschool conservatives, and that's it's an interesting grouping. It is interesting, but it's also interesting the movement against it. Is there's a movement against sort of the, the anti-vaxxer thing on the right? I mean, I know last night this is, relates to parenting. Last night, Tucker Carlson, on his show, said he thought Congress should ban children from using smartphones because it was something that the state needs to get involved with <laughs> because it's actually it's it's harder than you know you do it with alcohol yeah. you know that it's damaging children and he, he made quite a convincing case but that's where the right is now much more interested if it if it comes to protecting children the right is much more interested in the state being involved if it means protect them from their parents kind of hopeless liberalism perhaps <laughs> Oh, it's it's definitely an inter- again because you yeah, and you have this debate going on with abortion slash infanticide in Virginia and New York too, where there and that it's the same cross section. Like, how far do you go with parents deciding something mm-hmm. on behalf of someone else, and how far do you go with individual liberty versus community, you know, needs? In America, we don't have a strong tradition of deciding things in favor of the community, yeah. so. So the vaccination thing really hits a lot of nerves. It's it's definitely people really care about their children's health and and their health and so people don't want to see a situation where that's destroyed because there's a small group of people that are you know it we it would almost be ideal if this if the anti-vaxxer thing didn't cause any actual issues. Like the way it had been playing out at first was okay, a couple of people are opting out, it doesn't matter. Yeah. 
but then the, the dangers are, are pretty grave. I mean, and finally, let's just settle on what happens next. I mean, as, assuming that cases carry on breaking out, there may be some deaths. You'd imagine the optimism in me would think that the the government would then say, "Look, this is you know this is getting ridiculous. We're going to have to force parents to." But and I mean, they've made it, the odd thing is that it's actually been decided, at least on the Supreme Court level, that it is possible to force you know a government quote unquote intervention mm-hmm. on behalf of the health of children if it's. It, has to do with immunization or for instance like blood products for christian scientists if their kids are in danger of dying but and again it's narrow but we do believe that people shouldn't die because of kind of out there beliefs now the issue is how out there has this become have celebrities actually mainstreamed this idea this rejection of science essentially and that's another area that it's interesting because Liberals usually like to say that they are the party of science or that they're on the side of science, but it seems to be just certain types of science. And this is an area that, again, it kind of cuts in an odd subsection of the traditional breakdown of the left and right in this country. Well, I think we'll end it there. Thank you very much, Barbara. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. Just a reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. And you can also subscribe to the magazine through our special podcast offer, which is on www.spectators.co.uk forward slash pod offer. And we'll even throw in a spectator moleskin notebook for people who take up that offer. <laughs>